Rebecca Lehrer. And I'm Amy Choi, and this is the Mashup Americans, the show by, for, and about the sexiest people in all the land. Yes, the people who travel the globe, the polyglots, the people who know that no one culture has cornered the market on what is hot. Except for Oscar Isaac. He may have cornered the market on what is hot. Yes, of course, except for Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. Pro tip, watch his YouTube videos of him singing songs in Spanish. That's all I'll say. Find a gif of him. (laughs) Okay, but first, let's get to today's show. It's the second installment of Mashup Wisdom, Our Little Summer Pick-Me-Up. This time, sex and dating with some dope advice from Esther Perel, Tobin Lowe, and Aquafina and her grandma, Mrs. Lum. So stick around. So I was reading recently, there's been a bunch of news about the low birth rate in the U.S. And many women just don't want to have kids right now because they don't feel like this is the world that they want to have children in. And I thought that was really interesting. And it like feels like there's like a stymied libido. It doesn't feel like a super sexy time. (laughs) Which is like a bummer because we're all alive, right? And like, what is a better expression of being alive than having sex? It's really awesome. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, I think, what is not the definition of carnal? I don't, it's just, it's like being in your body, right? We're doing it. We're here. We're present. We're doing it. We're maybe going to make babies. Okay. So we can all agree that Esther Perel is the ultimate expert on sex and relationships. And she has a great perspective on this, basically on how Americans need sex to be productive and practical, not just in terms of making babies, but like in making us healthier and happier not just about the pleasure of it, which is, like, so American. It has to be practical. I do not want sex to be practical. That's, like, the opposite of what I want sex to be. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's listen to Esther. Americans don't flirt. I can tell you that. When I say Americans don't flirt, what I will say is this. There is not a foreigner you will meet who hasn't at some point made that comment. Really? Now, why don't they flirt? Because they score. To flirt is to play with the sword. It's the tip of the sword, Mm -hmm. the fleuret. It's teasing. It's playing with possibility. It has nothing to do with getting anything. It has to do with fantasy and imagination. Scoring is getting it. So Americans don't flirt. They score. They do the job in order to get something. It is a part of the same achievement-oriented mentality applied to eroticism. So when I say Americans, <laughs> it's the collection of 30 years of listening to foreigners from all over the world. That's the interesting part. It's right. not that they have to be French or Brazilian or right. from all over the world. What they observe when they describe America, this is going to be one of those concepts. And in a multicultural society, you know, Rebecca and I have been hashing in the house. We wanted to ask you this very specifically is that when we come from a place where we're exposed to all these different cultures, you come also with perceptions of other other cultures' sexuality, right? So the idea of like a spicy Latina or a, you know, subservient Asian woman mm-hmm. or, or a macho man, you know, that those those stereotypes come affiliated with different cultures as well. How does a couple navigate through their own preconceptions of somebody else's sexuality? A lot of that living together is a process of dissolving your own prejudices. It's not because you live with someone else that you didn't come with a long list of 
stereotypes and prejudices as well. Right. Um, and the degree to which you're willing to let go of that is actually part of the success of the relationship. It's funny to think about it as, and so freaking smart, but like how it's like about points. Like mm-hmm. how as Americans, we're constantly obsessed with this idea of how we're going to game it or win it, which is like, is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's like you can't actually control it, right? Yeah. And just the idea that like that sex should be achievement oriented or that even the act of flirtation. Right. Because then you, what is it that you're winning? Like, because you do see the, like, I see those studies, you know, I've been married for nine years and it like people are always like the even that old idea of like the seven year itch. And so like in order to maintain marriage optimal happiness, you should be having sex X amounts of times a month. But having more sex than that doesn't actually like increase happiness. It's like studies about money and wealth that are then applied to like physical pleasures, which is so weird. Yeah. So weird. I, I think with the barrage of information about how to optimize our lives at any point and, right. you know, our, our most um, hated phrase, like how to hack something, is that yeah. it's it's also hard not to get caught up in it. Because, like, we live in this world. We absorb this information. And then you're like, damn it, I haven't I've only had sex, I don't know, 1.3 times this week. Like, what, what does that even mean? Uh-huh. No, correct. You know I have rules about Asian fetishes. I do know. I think mm-hmm. you've aired them here before, but I think it's a it's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. is your rule about Asian fetishes? Well, we're going to hear it in a second, but what was important to me and very validating was that it turns out that I'm not the only one with this rule. Tobin Lowe, um, one of the hosts of the podcast, Nancy, has a similar rule to me. Okay, so before we hear this, let me set the scene. So we were at our live show at the Green Space last fall, and Amy and I were on stage with Tobin, Sopan Deb of the New York Times, and the comedian Maeve Higgins. And we were talking about deal breakers when Amy tossed out one of her own. I can't be somebody's second Asian. I have to be the first. Oh, my God, that's so real. (laughs) Wait, so... I'm sorry, wait. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Can we... Has anyone seen the episode in the second season of Master of None where he's on a first date and he at one point is talking to another Indian woman and they talk about trying to suss out if you're someone's first Asian or they're like (laughs) way too manyth Asian? Yes. I feel Mm -hmm. like I am constantly doing that dance with dates like, so do you date a lot of people that look like me? (laughs) When I saw that scene, I literally screamed at my laptop, this is the realest dialogue I have ever seen on a TV show. It was so amazing. Well, I think you've talked about a little bit, like finding your racist sweet spot. Yeah. (laughs) So describe, what does that mean? It's, It's exactly that where like, you're not in the position of educator. Like, you're not there first, and so you have to explain everything to them. Mm -hmm. But you're also not fulfilling an anime fantasy for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or, like, you're not walking into 
Oh man, I had an ex-boyfriend. So who have you dated? I'm just, can we just... <laughs> I was just about to go there. Anime fantasy. Let's go. Let's start there, please. No, I had an ex-boyfriend who, like, after we broke up, I did some Facebook stalking. It was like the next person after me. I was like, uh-uh. you look kind of exactly like me, <laughs> and it was a little weird. See, this is where we're different, Tobin. Is that I can set the scene, but I can't be the second act. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind brown splaining. <laughs> I'm good with it. So Ben's like, I just wanted a date. Brown splaining is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I, I think it's when you feel like they are asking you to explain the like entirety of your people to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a subtle difference between like I just want to know more about you and your experience versus like. Tell me about Chinese people. Like, tell me about the whole of the experience. Oh, the the whole of Chinese people. I think this is a legit problem for women of color, people of color, but especially women of color, is like feeling some sort of pressure to fulfill a stereotype or somebody's fetish or somebody's fantasy. Like the minute you start getting hints about that, you're like, oh, no. This again? Right. And then are you ever like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> I am into that. Thank you very much for allowing you me for to asking. fulfill that. <laughs> I will wear my humbug tomorrow night. <laughs> Sorry, oh, God. That one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dating is really hard enough without that. But you're right. I think it is a particular problem for women of color. So like a basic self-care rule maybe that we have is keep away from <laughs> ethnic fetishes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And the thing is, is that like you can have types. That's okay. But the type can't be something that's like on the census. So, um, (laughs) you you know, like my favorite podcast other than our own at the moment is Thursday Kit. Bim and Nicole, I don't know you IRL, but I love your show. And for those of you who haven't listened yet, go check it out. But it's all about exploring like women's lust, women's sexuality, kind of the rules of attraction and upending all of those. And, you know, there's all different types of people there. There's like the rugged, clean cut, the brooding, the bearded. Although I, I would say that bearded men is a through line throughout the whole show and their <laughs> rules of attraction. But like cute Asian girl with bangs is not a type. Yes, correct. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, it's so true. Anyways. Although apparently the Hollywood Chris's are a type. You That's got true. The Evans, the Hemsworths, the Pratts, the whole situation. I would uh, say I'm squarely in the in the Evans. Yeah, if I had duh. to choose it, I mean, Chris. if you're choosing, obviously, <laughs> I mean, you're not a monster. Well, I okay. want to end um, <laughs> on a super literal note of inspo and wisdom about sex and dating and life in the world. You know that I mean, who can get enough of Aquafina? Who is currently everywhere with Ocean's 8 and Crazy Rich Asians. And she also just dropped a new album, Infina We Trust. And um, we also can't get enough of her grandma, Mrs. Lum. We actually called Mrs. Lum, Aquafina's grandma, at her home in Great Neck, New York, and asked her questions about love and dating from mashup listeners. Let's see. Uh-oh. Do we call her grandma or Mrs. Lum? Hello? Hi, Grandma. Hi. Hi. Hi, Grandma. This is Amy from Mashup Americans. You're on the radio right now, Grandma. Oh, okay. Hi, Mrs. Lum. This is Rebecca. Oh, yeah. Rebecca's here, too. There are three people here, Grandma. Oh, okay. Grandma, you're gonna, we're going to ask you questions about love, okay? Yeah, okay. Ready? You ready. Lauren Young asks, what is the best way to mend a broken heart? 
what's the best way to the man broken heart? <laughs> no, to fix a broken heart, to get over a broken heart. Oh, find a new love. <laughs> that is that's excellent advice. Totally. I feel like that's easier said than done, Grandma. Um, <laughs> um, what is the best advice your mother gave you? Tai Po. My mother gave to me. Yeah. Uh, my mother gave to me the Asian stuff. It's not American style. <laughs> we want to know. Oh, be a nice wife. Oh, be a nice mother. Mm. Uh, be a nice grandmother. No. Be, be, a, be a nice uh, daughter-in-law. Do you think that Nora's going to be a good wife to her husband and a good mother to her kids? <laughs> she's still like a child. <laughs> I know. She, she's not very mature for that or that side. Grandma, that's not true. I can make Annie's mac and cheese. You know that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's all you know how to make. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pregnant, Grandma. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. My grandmother says the exact same thing in the exact same tone. <laughs> when you try to joke with her in that way, she's like, Get out of here. And she's Get like, out of here. She's going to be 99 this year, and she's still just like, Get out of here with that. <laughs> You're like, Ah, surprise. Get out of here. I don't know. It's just like so familiar and delicious. <laughs> like, Stop bullshitting me, Nora. I know you. Uh, I, love, I could just listen forever. <laughs> also, just, you know, you have a broken heart. Just find some. Somebody new. Get, yeah, just, just like get whatever. out of here and find just, somebody new. Find somebody new. I mean, <laughs> speaking of like, you know, we've been talking recently about like putting things in perspective, and I think that's one of the points of why we want to talk to our elders. And that is something when she's like, Yeah, in that moment you feel heartbroken. Yeah, you're sad, just find someone new. But maybe in her mind she's like, Yeah, maybe I'll take a few years. But what's the difference? I'm in my 90s. <laughs> Find someone new. It might take a while. I just love hearing older women and hearing their advice and wisdom. It's the best. Yeah. And they are here to pick us up when we are having a hard time. And give us Asian style, not American style <laughs> advice. Yeah, I think it's helpful to have the variety. You know, you got to have all oh the my styles. God, why does it make me laugh so much? Because it rings very true to your heart. I would say I oh, would make God. a correction, which is that it's mashup style advice. And, and in that way, if we're following through, that's a very American, but it's the mashup style of advice, which is um, kind of old school. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, also the thing about Asian style and mashup style is that like we have to be open in our relationships and in what we take in. Like Esther actually says that, right? That if you're going to be in a relationship and be in a relationship across cultures, you either have to open up and be willing to learn and try new things or it's just not going to work. It's true. That's a mashup style wisdom. That's all I'm saying. Well, so, guys, that's it for this edition of Mashup Wisdom. This week has been produced by Lizzie Jacobs and the Mashup Americans Creative Studio. Our theme music is by DJ Rob Swift with additional music by Allot Moment. 
Thank you again to Esther Perel, Tobin Lowe, Aquafina, and of course, Mrs. Lum for sharing their time and wisdom with us. Find us on all the socials at Mashup American, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at applepodcast.com slash mashup. You can always let us know what you think at yo at mashupamericans.com. We would love to hear from you. Bye. Ciao.